and welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your DM, your demi-planar mander murderer, salamander murderer, but I didn't want to have the <laughs> Got answer. it, okay. Uh, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola. Things are plain dire in the plane of fire. Ooh, very, very good. And I have a feeling that they're going to only get more dire, but hopefully you won't be more dying, if that makes sense. Not that much. Good. <laughs> and with that, everyone dive into a portal to the plane of fire, or should I say the plane of recaps? It's wow. time for the recap. Last time, our hero dove face first into the plane of fire, tumbling out by the border of the cinder wastes and the volcanic peaks known as the Fountains of Creation. After a quick rest in a rocky enclave, our hero spotted a battle raging to the north, a cult of salamanders bearing a modified symbol of the Chromatica attacking a group of Azer and Ifrit. Seeing the salamanders had ambushed them from the high ground, Zola and Erza took the higher ground, launching themselves down to assist. Despite the bursting fire damage that hurt our heroes when they attacked their enemies, they and their new humanoid allies chased them off. Regrouping in the rocks, the party learned that these people were known as the Fallen Flame, and their leader, Charlotte Amira, was herself a young noble. Despite their historic feud, the Azer and Afrit had come together to form this group to prevent Anakra from invading their plane anymore. Long ago, their people had battled for control after one had betrayed the other, and peace was only restored when Mistra had come to their plane, charging them with uniting to use the Fountains of Creation to create the Material Plane. As a reward, the fire of the plane was blessed, and Mistra gifted them a temple known as the Creator Forge to provide for all of them. All that changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> no, all that changed when Deathmonger settled into Lavastrum and created a portal in that very temple, exiling the Azer acolytes of Mistra and reigniting a war between their people. However, during his most recent raid, Anakra destroyed the last bastion of civilization known as the City of Brass, forcing the Ifrit to unite once more with the Azer to stop his attacks once and for all. They would do this by casting the spell Forbiddance after Anakra returned from his most recent trip in their plane, sealing it behind him. This did not sit well with Erza, who pointed out that this meant her people would be stuck dealing with him, something they had struggled with for centuries. Centuries for you, millennia for us, she replied, revealing that the time between this plane and theirs was distorted. One hour on the material plane equaled one day in the plane of fire, meaning that it has been tens of thousands of years on this plane since the maldiction, a calamity that only occurred around 2,000 years ago on the material plane. Since it was late and the warriors were tired, the group decided to camp together for the night amongst the burning peaks, giving them a chance to talk some more. Charlotte Amira apologized for belittling Erz's struggles, and after some discussion, they agreed that if the Azer and Afrit loaned the strength of the Creator Forge in the Dwarven battle against Anakra, she would help them seal the portal behind her and Zola. That settled, Zola got to speak with Toast of the Acolytes of Mistra, the lot excited to meet someone of their order on the Material Plane. The group swapped lore and Zola explained what their situation was, morale improving before the siege of the Creator Forge ahead. The group got their eight hours, and the next morning, kind of hard to tell on this plane, they were off, scaling the mountains to find themselves looking towards the Temple of Mistra, the Creator Forge. Zola, wishing she could talk to Smite about everything, heard her speaking stone ring, and that is where we are right now. Everyone, hold on. I'm getting a call. What? What are you talking about? Your phone's been broken. Yellow. It clicks right away. 
You've spent 24 hours or so without contact with the shard, and their effect on your phone has now faded, confirming that they had been the cause of some sort of static interference there. A bit of information about the Speaking Stone, it is essentially using an unlimited sending spell to act as a walkie-talkie, and the sending spell does work between planes. There is a chance it can fail, but it can work. So, since you've went off the grid, you've <laughs> actually received a number of calls. And as you pick up your phone, I have voicemails. it's almost as if you're getting, it's like when you come back in service and you're getting all these text messages all at once, but it's phone calls instead. Um, these begin Just to, buzzing. Just Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> like you see Charlotte Amira oh. crouching behind a rock. Will you, will you quiet that down? We're trying, we have to skip. It's to, on silence. Just go loud it's buzzer. It's really loud buzzer. That's an incredibly loud buzzer. I'd never even, what is that device? You already got the phone <laughs> to your ear. Um, the way this is going to work is that we are going to just roll a D20 for each call Zola received to determine if you actually receive it. Okay. Um, so if you roll a one, you don't receive this call at all. And you have received quite a few calls, my friend. Okay. I will tell you the total number once we have finished this. But for now, I will just... We'll just go one by one. You know what we'll do before that? What are we going to do? My port and rolls. Oh, no. <laughs> so I can get some phone calls. I swear to God, you have an entire temple to get through, and you're going to use your port and turn on a phone call? All right. Those are those are pretty useful to me, I think. Erza looks at you as you kind of get a misty glaze in your eyes. I feel like you're getting some sort of vision. I'm a little worried that it's going to be about your phone and not about something that will save our lives, but... You know, your powers, your responsibility. I really missed social media. <laughs> okay, so let's roll that first one for this message. All right. Seven. Seven, you do receive oh, this I message. Oh, I get it. Okay, okay. Yeah, you only don't get it on a one. Okay, but, okay. But now I need you to roll an intelligence check. Because as I've established, the time dilation between planes does affect the way that you can hear things from the speaking stone. You heard it in the Finden Library. It's very similar here. Hmm. 13. 13. This first call comes through incredibly slowly. Update. Trick escaped using the doors. I have people looking, but they could be anywhere. Stay wary. And don't be afraid to call me. Give me another d20 roll. Not 20. On a stupid phone On a stupid, on a phone call. Um... <laughs> You know what? Here's what we're going to do. With a 13, I'm going to say that carries over for all of these okay. roles. Um, but so that next message comes in. Zola? Haven't heard from you in a bit. Gorky called. What's this about a teleportation circle in a bar? Also, library. Why aren't you responding? Give me another roll. Okay. Five. Five. Okay, I'm officially worried. I'm sending Searchy to find you. Orc army is on the move. No word from Trick. Glaze threatening to close me. And let's, you know, let's actually roll. This is great to roll in groups. Why don't we roll these last three messages from, if you haven't guessed it already, Marfin. Um, oh, and he's so cute. He's checking on He's just so checking much. on you over and over again. He called you a total of six times. Oh, that's so cute. I kid you not, you received a lot of calls. This is a case study for how the kind of effect Zola has made on people. 
<laughs> um, so here, here, I'll give you two d20s you can use. Um, oh, thanks. Here, I'll take one of those. Eight, 11, 16. Okay. These are the last three. Okay. Please call me back when you get these messages. There's so much we need to talk about. Zola, I truly don't know if you're getting these or... Just please call me. Maybe you've lost your speaking stone? Did you get the insurance? I hope you're safe and well on the way to your mother. And then, um... I'm crying. And then, okay, this actually, let's do this again in groups. I have, next group of messages comes in a group of four. This is so fun. (laughs) <laughs> it's like when you go somewhere on vacation and then you get back afterwards and everyone's like oh my god how was it yeah. tell me except they're all I'm like concerned. are you alive <laughs> i'm concerned i saw your instagram stories <laughs> you see we're er- worried <laughs> erza is kind of like lurking around near you hasn't seen you ever kind of get these messages so is kind of uh, almost like a, it looks like she's a little i totally out. bring her over oh um so what's what's it's going marvin, on it's marvin hold on Mar- i'm letting her listen in Close, but no nat ones. That fight sounds sick, bro. <laughs> Dick bashers. Fuck the Empire. Keep me posted on how things are going. Hey, Zola. Things are getting crazy here trying to prep an evacuation. The Aurelians have deployed the soldiers, even drafting mages who are well-trained. Hey... You good? Why'd you return in my calls? I tried to talk to Marfin, but his place is under watch. Call me. I'm gonna assume that you've gone deep undercover because that's badass and not something. And then there's like a sizable pause, which you imagine is only exacerbated by the fact that there's a time dilation. Bad. These are making me feel so bad. <laughs> um, now roll me. You've only got, I'll tell you right now, there are currently seven calls left. Okay, okay? this is so fun. Um, <laughs> I'm typing so fast. <laughs> I hope that the listeners are enjoying this. It's very fun. I've, I've typed these messages months ago. So they've been sitting here for quite some time. Um, okay, so give me... Let's do the next two. Just give me two d20s. Okay. I'm, if it, you can't tell, that was Smite, and I'm grouping them by person. <laughs> yeah, I could tell it was Smite. <laughs> oh, oh, it's oh, still terrible. got his grumble, but it is so slow. <laughs> 1613. Hey, why didn't you call my boy back? You good? I miss you. Fed and Manchego say hi. <laughs> and then again. Smite said I sounded too critical in that last one. Sorry. I hope you are safe and well. Obviously, I shouldn't even have to. And it gets cut off. <laughs> uh, and that was Barley. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. <laughs> um, okay, give me these last. Uh, there's five left. Uh, let's do three first. Okay. It's it's. I'm loving that you've gotten them all. I mean, it's a very small chance that you won't, but I'm I'm loving yeah. that you got them. All good. All good. Checking in. Things have gotten a bit tense on the seas. The Goldies have new weapons, eh? Hope you're safe. 
Zola? Are you okay? Please call us back. I'm a bit nervous. I know I was upset last time we spoke. Just call me. Zola, I'm hoping you're just taking a bit of time. There's been a delay in our journey north. Umberly isn't too happy I was disrespectful. Hope you're safe. Sorry about my attitude. And then, uh, last two. Here's a lot of people to call. These have been really good rolls. I just gotta say, they've all been like 16 through 19. <laughs> this is not gonna be good for the rest of this session. Yeah, no, it's bad. I'm glad that you're getting to talk to your friends. <laughs> um, okay, so these last two messages come in. Again, this entire time, most you see that Charlotte has watched you take these calls and you see she signs to the Azer nearby who immediately start to like take up some scouting positions because you guys are hidden on like a higher mountain positioning but like you know you need to find a good way to get you down to where you see the temple far in the distance. Sorry, I know this is really inconvenient right now but incredibly important. Can't describe how important. Yeah, it uh, goes to Charlotte. You're young. You know what it's like. These lots of emotions. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> um, okay, the uh, last two messages come in. Okay. Bonsoir, mon chéri. Sorry, I'm calling so late. Setting up a democracy in Spagliare is no easy task. Bebe? Are you there? Captain Six thought you may be ignoring her, but... Please be okay. I... And then you hear... What do you mean I hear... You hear like a kind of cut-off noise, like an explosion sound. Uh... Okay. Zola was like preparing. Zola was kind of like taking notes, being like, oh, this is so sweet. Everyone was so concerned. And like getting ready to call everyone back. Uh, And that has worried her. It's, uh kind of picks up on that. I imagine these are all friends, family? Yes, yes. Uh, I can't, wow, you get really good service here. That is incredible. I think the shard was um, messing with my bars. Ah. Um, that just worried because that was an explosion. But, I mean, well, Cicero's is a pirate. There's explosions all the time, right? Cannonballs. I mean, how many times did a cannonball fly into the ship while I was on it? Too many times. I will take your word for it. Most of the I times pers- are never... our own cannonball. That's, that makes sense. Um, based on the adventures, you said that there was a, a man named Quince. Right, probably dropping it through the deck again. Probably, yeah. Okay. I guess let me get back to everyone really quick. Do you think that's okay? It's kind of not uh, the vibe. <laughs> looks at Charlotte, who is standing there behind a rock, like, tapping her toe. <laughs> I think you got, like, one second. Also, based on how the slow those people were talking, I assume that's not how they normally sound. Okay, so you'll probably come through, like, really, really fast. So maybe keep it brief, but also not so brief that you can't be heard. Okay. I will start off by calling Marfin. I will say Shard, Sending Stone, not compatible. I am, okay, Plane of Fire. Hang up. (laughs) So, just so everyone knows what Marfin got. Set it, stop. Not compatible. 
<laughs> just very, very fast. Um, well, he's going to have to cast pitched. Comprehend Languages. What? 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 <laughs> just like immediately, like very, very slow response. Um, uh, I guess you can give me an intelligence check if you want to try and decipher what he's saying. Okay. I was obviously expediting how fast those yes. vocals were. I'm going to say that for the sake of game. And for the sake is, of audio, I was also not speaking maybe as slow. Yes, as exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll say that you did a pretty good job saying what you're going to say. Let's see if you can understand what he says back. Okay. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. He responds, I'm so glad that you're okay. Plane of fire. Good gods. All right. We have a lot to talk about. Call me when you can. I'm going to leave that one off. I will call Smite and say, Deep. 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 Undercover. Undercover. (laughs) (laughs) That should be good for him. That is... You... <laughs> don't even call back. Yeah, I was like, you don't even hear a response, and it doesn't scare you because you know that that is Smite being like, I know not I to call back. Blow it, all right? I'll blow the cover. I'll blow her cover. <laughs> um, so last three were. I mean, I guess you don't have to call Barley. You assume that Barley yeah, just called Smite you from Smitestone. <laughs> that'll be okay. Um, Captain Sticks and okay, Ciceros, yes. which is also a same stone kind of scenario. You can call one and you'd be calling both. You're right. Zola feels bad, but Zola calls Ciceros first. So you're essentially, you're directing this message, even though it would go to the same speaking stone. Right. It'll yeah. Be, clearly, Captain Sticks would be like, hello? Oh. <laughs> Quickly pass it over <laughs> to Ciceros. Uh, all right. So what do you say to Ciceros? Just two uh, young people <laughs> having a romance over your landline, sea line. This is just so... I this is what parents in like the nineties and early thousands felt like. So they're like, uh get up the phone. I will say uh to Captain Stick slash Ciceros. Phone broke. Sorry. Everything okay? There is a long pause and you do not get a response. I think Zola knowing that it sometimes doesn't work. Like on the plane, on a different plane. I thought you meant like an airplane, but on yeah, the pl- also. on the airplane. It's an airplane mode. It's in fire plane mode. It's in fire plane mode. Pretty good. Um, will uh, frantically call back and say the same thing again. You call back. You say the same thing again. You probably even say it slower this time. Erza kind of occasionally looking over at Charlotte, who at this point is kind of picked up on the tone of what's going on. And there's still no response. And you think that it could be the worst case scenario, of course. Or they could just be they could, fighting some could fucking be fighting, right now. Or they could have just lost the stone. It's hard to tell. Yeah. All you know, what you do know about their scenario is that they have encountered opposition on the seas, both from the Golden Fist and potentially from the goddess of the deep sea, Umberly, right. who they... For pissed off. Pissed off for anyone who <laughs> is not necessarily caught up on the old episodes. They pissed off that god deeply. Um, so it could be a number of things. Okay. Um, Zola comes back to the general group putting her uh, stone in her pocket. I'm so sorry. That is uh, an arcane object that lets me communicate with people around the entire world in on the material plane. So um, it was broken for a while. It's fixed now. You seem troubled. I'm. Is everything okay? Will you, are you okay to continue on this mission? Yeah, of course. 
everyone is going through so much everywhere. I think this might be like a time of change for the whole world. Charlotte nods and looks to Erza, who also nods. You're probably right. I think that as much as I wish it was going to go back to the normal I want, which I've never really had anyways, I imagine things are only going to get crazier. Crazy can be good. Thinking positively. Charlotte, we're doing this new thing (laughs) called thinking positively. So where is the temple that we're going to? Charlotte gestures over her shoulder and you see, (laughs) looking down, you turn your attention back towards the creator forge. You'd like walk back down the rocky hill a little Mm -hmm. bit to take this call. Um, And you see- I was pacing. (laughs) You're pacing a lot. Um, And you see it is a trapezoidal, brutalist facade kind of emblazoned with the eight-point star above its single entrance, a star that glitters orange as if formed from topaz. Hidden under a craggy rock betwixt rivers of lava and these grand hexagonal pillars, there is a single-pointed arched entrance, guarded by four of those same salamander warriors on watch with little men made from magma. Magmen, as they are known. Adorable. Adorable. Um, I, they, will, I will befriend them. They do look pretty adorable. They're these little gremlin-y kind of creatures. They're, I mean, probably a little bit taller than Scram's height. Similar kind of build made of, like, solid rock magma. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like burning embers and, like, lava within them. They, they are kind of, like, positioning themselves a little, like, menacingly. And they kind of, like, scamper around the salamanders as if they were, like, untrained guard dogs almost. Who are those scampering folk? Those are magmen. They are one of the elementals of this plane. Unlike the cult of the scaled tyrant, they are more base level in their instinctual choices. If I. They, they just like to do crazy fuck things. Shit. Yeah, they like to f- do fuck shit, yes. Okay. As for the salamanders, they. Do. <laughs> you what? You do too? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, that I'm not opposed to that. And she kind of looks to Toast, who nods and signs something, and she turns to you. Toast says they do not know what the cult of the Scaled Tyrant has done to the inside of the temple, but the legends say that there is a direct route from the opening to the Crater Forge, as it is the central chamber of the temple. That being said, it is our goal to make sure the temple is cleared so the portal can be closed permanently. We can split into smaller teams once we're inside, but we'll be operating at a disadvantage. And honestly, we might need some fuck shit just to even get in. And she, like, nods to a scouting party of Janasi who have returned, Mm -hmm. um, who inform her basically that it seems like they are on high alert from the most recent attack. Um, There is a lot of activity. What they generally know is that there are not a lot of them, in like, a lot of inhabitants there. You, You... assume that perhaps it's because they maintain like a small population or there's not enough resources for them but in general your numbers could in theory take them on but you might need to pull some fuck shit if we're being honest uh, and Erza chimes in Zola and I are operating at an additional disadvantage as well their flames harm us when we're close if a lot a lot like I usually can shake off some of that shit and I couldn't at all so if we could make sure that there's a way to cut their numbers significantly or draw them out of the structure, maybe we'd be able to do a little bit more. And Charlotte kind of looks between the two of you. I saw that you were 
a spellcaster. I myself have only a few innate abilities I can use, um, most of which aren't necessarily helpful here, but... I did stock a spell that I've actually never used before. It helps to blind groups of people called color spray. That could potentially be helpful if they couldn't see who they were aiming at. Not a bad idea. They might aim at each other even. I have one spell I can use that I can only use once a day. It's called Gaseous Form. And I could use that or I can try and cast it on one of you. But... All in all, based on the intel we received, and she nods to the the Janasi, who at this point, like, again, I think I've said this before, there was about 20 or so, not counting Charlotte Amira. There are about five that are, like, injured to the point in which they probably cannot participate in the actual first level of this, which is, right. like, the clearing out, you know? Right, they can come later and help close the portal. Exactly. Okay. So you're standing on this hill looking down. You kind of see it. It's, like, the mountain ahead of you, the one that this creator forge is a part of is much bigger than the one that you are standing on Mm -hmm. but the creator forge is not like at the top it's it's actually closer to the midsection of the volcano so it looks like you can kind of navigate around and kind of come from a higher angle to approach the actual temple opening okay charlotte looks to you I don't like to admit it in front of the others but i'm not much of a strategic kind of person i just have the charisma to back it up do you have any ideas I'm new at this, but we're going to figure it out together. <laughs> okay, sounds like you don't have any ideas then, correct? Uh, just give Lisa a second to think. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not going to be really any way to quietly get kind of our entire force across directly. So I guess we have to find some way to go around and maybe sneak up on them from above. Yeah, I think that... Zola's right. We need to definitely maintain our our high ground advantage. I think that drawing them out isn't a bad idea. I don't necessarily know what would be the best course of action for that. But I agree that no matter what, we are going to have to kind of do this in stages. We cannot all rush in. I, I do believe that they are, just on a first glance, hi- fortified enough that, well, no offense, Charlotte, but those remaining from your party probably wouldn't make it very far in Mm -hmm. especially if this place is as big as you're implying it is yeah we need to take out a few make sure that no one hears us move forward take out a few more etc right we if if anything we need to at least significantly harm their forces before they realize anything is going on does it look like it would be like a really difficult physical climb for us to go around or would it just put us directly in their view for someone like you direct climbing would not be so much of a problem. And you think that Charlotte, based on her build, and Ertza, obviously, as well, could do that pretty well. Okay. The Azer and the Janasi, they might take a little bit longer, so okay. to speak. It's not like like the climb itself, everyone here except for you two is resistance to fi- has immunity to fire damage. So, right. like, they if they take their time, they certainly can follow the same path that you guys lay. If you okay. were like, can we forge ahead and take a higher route, then definitely. All right. Then I think let's do that because I don't have any way to get a group of people across, really. Everything I have is just one person, and I don't think just one person should go. I agree. And I have limited spell casting, but most of my stuff is healing, a little utility, so that if we were to get, you know, fall and stuff, I can make sure we're not. Yeah. But let's I al- save our spell slots. Yeah. I also have <laughs> detect thoughts and. Um, 
Charm person, uh, if that ever comes into play. I also have charm person. You have it stuck today? Yes. Okay, so... In case we have to charm a salamander. So okay, in case we have to charm a salamander, which I'm sure we both have plenty <laughs> of experience well, yeah. with. <laughs> both of you look away. Um, okay, so your plan is to kind of continue your height advantage by hiking the peaks and scaling down the mountain towards the temple. Yeah, maybe coming down towards slash above the temple. Okay, the biggest obstacle you are going to encounter is the lava rivers. is the lava rivers so you'll only really encounter one because like once you cross over it you could you'll be essentially like on top above, of the temple yeah. above it but it looks to be and just from a distance easily 100 feet long <laughs> oh no it is a wide river it is not a misty That's step long. situation my yeah. friend it looks like it's going to be definitely some sort of task but uh give me first an athletics check as okay. you and erza begin to make your way um, and charlotte is she gonna come with charlotte us? will come with you as well and i'll also say toast, toast is going to good? stay with the group he'll okay. be like the leader he signs you know be like he's gonna stay here and watch over everyone okay. and if we can just send some sort of signal he will like try and come over you will see the signal <laughs> he he <laughs> he looks down towards where the temple is and then looks to you and Nod solemnly. <laughs> so, okay. I show my sword. This is the signal. <laughs> you will see, the signal is you will see a bunch of people dying. <laughs> you can see it from here. I mean, you got a good view of their defenses. It looks to be about four of those salamanders and then like two, eight of the magmen. You know, two for each okay. of the salamanders. Okay. 26. 26. That is really good that is good enough that i'll say that con combined with like the wraps on your hands and stuff you negate the fire damage that you would normally be taking from like the harder scaling portions of this climb um you make your way pretty good time i would say it takes about 30 45 minutes just to like get around this area and start getting into a better vantage point you see that there's like a shift change in the guards and it looks like these four leave and four others so you can confirm that at least eight are here plus mm -hmm. the let's four say are taking lunch yes four are taking lunch uh and then you so take those off of your yes okay, I'll just sorry let me <laughs> reach over you're right you're right i'm sorry let me just go into my document <laughs> those four on lunch which means they have disadvantage because they're going to be sleepy <laughs> afterwards uh, <laughs> so uh you make your way up and eventually you scale over one of the crags erza and charlotte close behind you and you see it the flowing sizzling smoking lava river between you and the top of this temple easily a hundred feet wide it is slow moving a reminder that it is molten rock and that perhaps if you stepped on it you it wouldn't it's not like it's liquid you'd probably be able to run across it in theory but you would probably explode, explode yeah. <laughs> um so you see this and charlotte looks to the two of you this will cause no problems for me, but for the two of you... Oh, you can just walk right across? Correct. I am immune to fire. This is... for you. To me, this is a bath in the same way that you might take a bath. That's something you material folk do, I believe? Yes, in water. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry, that sounds awful, but go, on, go off, Queen. Anyway. Um, okay, well, if you could maybe... Uh... If you could maybe gaseous form someone? Not a bad idea. Do you have a preference? Uh, and Charlotte goes, Well, I suppose that it is up to you. Whichever one of you feels like you would be better off 
being the carrier, so to speak. Maybe you could carry one of us in the bag of holding. That's certainly possible. Erta, have you ever gone inside your bag of holding? Have I ever gone in... No, why would I do you that? You never try. You never put a foot in? No. I put a foot in mine. Why would you do that? You can't breathe in there. I heard that it was like a terrible interplanar space. Is this not uh, true? I just stuck my foot in, so I don't know. So you don't know. <laughs> so it could still be that and you want to... Okay, listen. Sometimes I would put Stilton's face in as a joke, but... He likes it. Flashback to when <laughs> you guys use this as your main technique to sneak through the socket. Um, so, yes, you, in theory, by the way, you can do this. Charlotte would most likely take, this is a 100-foot river. Right. She is going to essentially be, like, swimming slash walking it. Right. She put the bag on her head. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hold it. Like she that, would, like, walk, hold like it on her deep. head. But it would be... It's still really risky because yes. it is wide enough that it might take the full, like, especially if, like, the two it of you went in the there, it might take the minutes. full five to ten minutes. So Interesting. So you can maybe pull it off, but what I'll say is it's going to take, I will have you roll for uh, Charlotte on being able to maneuver this correctly. Well, I think she should gaseous form one of us. Do you want to, do you want to be the one gaseous formed or... No, I'll. I think she should gaseous form Erza, and I'll go in the bag. What? And then you see Charlotte <laughs> taps her. And she, I steal her bag before no she goes. Way. This thing's knockoff. <laughs> you the the smoke swirls around you, and you it, you feel like if it could hurt you, it would be trying to at this point trying to strangle you for insulting her bag. I'm pointing out the stitching. <laughs> Just like missing visions. Um, okay, yeah, the you can definitely have Erza be in a this form. It'll mean that you can essentially be the only one in the bag, and Erza can fly over. Yes. This is going to use Charlotte's once a day ability to do gaseous form. You won't be able to pull, pull him another maneuver like this. Right. But if you can roll me, let's see. Erza's going to be doing the gaseous form. You're going to be in the bag of holding. Mm-hmm. Just give me a constitution saving throw. Okay. As you watch Erza kind of stop trying to strangle you for insulting her bag um, <laughs> and slowly kind of drift above you guys, kind of almost like a little misty cloud as um, you take the bag and one foot after the other, you step inside of your bag of holding. Here I go. You coming with Stilton? Um, Stilton, <laughs> who this entire time has been like panting on the inside of your oh. chainmail, very overheated, is not like suffering too much, but enough that is just not this form is not kind to heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'll transform you the next second I get. Please, please. Um, and you see Stilton willingly goes in the bag. I will say that because of this, it is going to be five minutes. So you that con <laughs> okay. save, the DC is a little high. You can hold your breath for, how long? Your con is plus four, right? So you can hold your breath for a full five minutes, yeah, I believe. Yeah, my con is plus four. Okay, so you can hold your breath for one plus your con modifier. So cool. five minutes, that is the full time in the bag. But you will be reaching it at the very end of her walking across this, this river. Okay. So... You step into the bag and are immersed in darkness. There's silence. Five minutes, slow to pass, holding your breath. You aren't breathing in there, but over the few minutes, it's you and still and combined, you begin to feel a little bit lightheaded. Mm-hmm. The world kind of, though 
pure darkness around you seems to blur slightly. And just when you think you're about to burst, you feel the bag open. Uh, give me a constitution saving throw. Dirty 20. Uh, dirty 20. You <gasps> tumble out of the bag just barely on the other side of this river. You see Charlotte go, oh, oh my God, are you okay? Oh my God. I'm totally good. Still in... <laughs> Just doing, like, the puff, puff, puff breathing. Perfect timing. All right. Um, it's a kind that of was good. We definitely couldn't have done that better. You know what? I don't see how we could have done it any better. I think we did really great. I'm not going to lie to you. I think we did really great. And I'm not just saying that because this is my first big adventure, and I really can't take an L at this point. I've taken so many Ls. I didn't even think that this was your first adventure. You're doing great already. I... This... I was... I, yeah. Are you ready one. to fight more salamander? Honestly, th- I'm looking forward more to that than anything else. That it's is at least something I'm... It's easier than lava rivers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you guys are kind of now at a vantage point. You're like behind where the temple opening is. Mm-hmm. You can see the kind of flat top slowly being carved from the mountain emerging. Um, and you see that the salamanders and magmen have not yet noticed you. But that is mostly because you are a good distance away from mm-hmm. them. How would you like to proceed? Now, uh, I believe gaseous form lasts an hour. <laughs> so... Erza is just going to fucking chill like this unless you guys want her to come out of it. That's fun. Well, I guess maybe we can make some kind of disturbance and they would send one up. Although maybe it would be better to just drop down and try and take out, you know, the crew before they call anyone else. If you think that we can handle them, then I believe that that is that is certainly a method we can take. There are a number of them, though. I worry that if we don't, I mean. If we don't kill them immediately, they'll call. Someone is going to run. Yeah. How, um, what's the deal below them? Is that a a cliff I could throw people off of? They are not close enough to the cliff for you to... To the cliff edge. Yeah, it would be like a number of The temple's set back. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) I'd like cartwheel someone along a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, it would be like every turn I'm like, roll another grapple check. And you're like, I win. Okay, I'm five feet closer. All right, Noah's officially setting stuff back from the edge of stuff. (laughs) You gotta (laughs) fucking keep your players away from an edge. They're gonna use it. Well, we could try and maybe two of us jump down and and get a good surprise on on a couple of them. And then maybe we could send another surprise round like we hold off. We hold off on a few of us. Erza is currently in a gaseous form. She certainly can wait and kind of looks at the gas. Wait until a signal is given to come out of that form. I think that... There's one, you said, or rather, Erza said that you are not necessarily able to deal with the fire. Magmen have a unique defense capability where they self-destruct once they are defeated. Okay. So, a warning if we drop down upon them. I wouldn't want you to land and have them explode from underneath you. That's good to know. Do you have any kind of um, ranged capabilities, Charlotte? All of my ranged abilities are based in fire. I can. I have two spells that might be useful. One of them is invisibility, and another is I can create large false images. But I would need some help in what you think that might actually be. Oh. Well, that would be good. Maybe we could just straight up draw them away. I, the image I can create is around 20 feet, so we can't create 
anacra, but right. if there's anything else you can think of. What about his claw? I certainly could create his claw. What about it just his claw coming around the mountainside? Maybe they would at least run and see what it is. Do we have a means of drawing their attention? Aside, I mean, if they don't see the claw, then they won't really pay any attention to it. And I will be honest, it lasts only 10 minutes. So <laughs> are we going to yell a claw from up here? You can just sit. You can just tell Erza is like rolling her eyes at this. I have a cantrip that creates a spectral hand. I could tap on one of their shoulders and then point at the claw. That is so ridiculous that it might just work. I think it might work. Okay, I am all in on if this. If you were tapped by spectral hand, yes, you would freak out. But once it pointed, you would at least look. You would at least glance. You okay. might be suspicious, but you would at least glance. I would at least glance. You're you right. Would glance. I would glance. Okay. Would you not glance, Erza? <sighs> I would glance. I would glance. <laughs> um, okay. So, and for Erza, do you want Erza to do anything? Would you prefer that she kind of like? I mean, basically, you will have to scale a little bit closer, which will require right. a stealth check before right. you do this casting. Right. Erza is going to stay in gaseous form until you guys give a signal otherwise, because otherwise this will, you know, disappear. Erza, just pop out and hit someone over the head. Oh, God damn. <laughs> um, so, would you uh, like to give me a stealth check as you try to climb lower? And you watch as Charlotte pulls out a bit of golden fleece um, and begins to kind of chant something in Ignan, which she has informed you is the language of that hissing and clicking that you heard Mm -hmm. before. And she begins to create this image of a claw that she essentially, it is a very, like you, you have seen how big Frigid is. Mm -hmm. And when she produces this claw, which you know, based on the fact that you know that Anakra has destroyed her home city, she has probably seen this claw. This claw is massive. Mm -hmm. It is half of the illusion at least it, it, it is if there's a 20-foot space it's taking up a huge portion of it and these horrid black claws that curve over the side um and she nods to you this should be enough go get him okay i'll climb down oh i just remembered that um the moment <laughs> i'm really new at these spells the moment she casts major image you watch as it's a <laughs> falls to the ground concentration ends Shh, I said to pop out somewhere it's I didn't dump <laughs> um, alright give me a stealth check okay oh good I have advantage on that I forgot that it was stealth and not athletics because I rolled a 7 at first Yee. that is not much better it's gonna be an 11 the passive perception for Magman and Salamanders is 10. <laughs> oh, fuck, idiots. They are really not very aware creatures. <laughs> um, they're really strong, but they're not very aware. Um, as you slowly scale, at one point, I mean, with an 11 stealth check, it is a bit risky. You, like, your foot skims some of the rock and you see a pebble fall down and land next to one of the magmen who looks at it and you hold your breath as you think it's going to look back up at you and then you watch it go and just start playing with it like it's a little ball um and you realize they're not only not very perceptive they may not be very intelligent either but as you get close enough you get within that 30 feet range you're kind of literally at this point 
since you're on the other side of the lava river you are basically on the roof that is exposed of this temple you've had to kind of you honestly have scaled it slightly because you're mm-hmm. about halfway down and you look to your right and you are basically in line with part of that massive eight star symbol that is on the front of it and while you're that close give me an arcana check yes please dirty 20 the stone glitters orange and you watch as there's like a pulse of energy light it's almost like watching someone's brain waves when they're in a more subdued state it's there's like an energy there hidden behind this first layer but it's not active And as you look at it further and you analyze the color and you think about when you were casting spells into the book to get into the hidden library, Mm -hmm. you remember one of them glowed like an orange, like topazy brown color. Mm -hmm. And that was transmutation and it matches perfectly with the color you see here. And as you look closely, you see that not only is this star made of it, but there is spidering through the black stone that the temple is formed from veins of this transmutation crystal, this orange topaz that glitters and slowly pulsates. You are in line with it. You're about 30 feet from the closest of the four. Here's what I do. Okay. Conjure my, what the fuck is it called? Mage hand. Conjure my <laughs> mage hand. I, was so, I kept thinking arcane hand. We can call it that. Hand. It's your spell. Thank you. Thank you, darling. I, uh, as we have established, it's very uh, manicured and bisexual. Mm. Um, it floats down over his shoulder. Um, it goes like right in front of him and like, even though it doesn't feel like anything, just kind of like visibly taps him on the doink, shoulder. Doink, doink. And then I do a little hello motion with my finger, a little wave. And then I turn my finger around. I do a little beckon. And then I do a little point at the claw. (sighs) Noah, did you not realize that this was my plan? I don't know what check I should be asking for here. You watch as the salamander. You said it's so crazy. It might just work. It's so crazy. It might just work. (laughs) Give me a deception check. Okay. And I will... Um, you can have advantage with this because Charlotte is helping you. And I'll say, I'm going to do an athletics check for Erza to get within 60 feet of you so she can give you Bardic. Because I imagine she would, I mean, when she's not in her, if she's not going to be able to be in Gash's form, she's going to climb to you. That's a natural 13 plus her, like, plus 10. She scales within range and, like, as you send it down and it goes in front of the Salamander who immediately goes, <laughs> It starts, like, looking around suspiciously. The others also look. It goes, okay, I did not understand the plan. Good luck. Um, and gives you some bardic. So give me a deception Guys, check. I said I was going to point at the claw. I thought that you meant, like, you would tap from behind and it would maybe then point. I don't know. It, I'm ex- I was a gas, all right? I, I'm not thinking straight. I'm thinking gaseously. I'm still, I'm still doing the thing. I'm still <laughs> backing. Like, do you think this is not good? Charlotte at top, kind of like, what are you waiting for? Not twenty. Oh, fuck your bardic, I go. I think it's a good plan. Um, <laughs> boink, boink, boink. Okay, with a natural twenty, the salamander sees the hand, immediately calls out to those around it who are all like. <laughs> And begin to like hiss and click and like start coming towards you watch as all four of them and the magman kind of start approaching the hand um and then they watch it point upwards and you watch this huge group um you roll decently on your stealth check i'm gonna roll for erza erza rolled a natural 14 plus her bonus to stealth they look up 
the two of you kind of flattened against the rock, <laughs> keeping very close to the temple, and you hear, and they all immediately like drop to their knees and start prostrating themselves, start like bowing and like praising. Uh, it's with a nat twenty on that deception. They are completely like in a zealous trance almost, and you watch as one of the salamanders the one who was gestured to turns to um, one of the others and is like <laughs> and then that magnet <laughs> gremlin style just scampers into the temple okay I'm, my mage hand is doing little um, scurry long motions at them in the direction of an acra <laughs> <laughs> trying to convince them to go <laughs> to, up to, to it go, yeah I'm doing little scurry along now <laughs> little sweep sweep motions. the acra must have gifts or <laughs> <laughs> That's very unlike him, though. Um, okay. Can I do this without advantage and use Ertz's Bardic? You can give me a persuasion check. Okay. You can definitely use the Bardic on this. Oh, it's a stretch, but these guys are really <laughs> zealous and not very smart, so I can't argue with it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. With my... Minus, Minus one. one. <laughs> It's still a 15. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to need to beat a 20 in order for this to be <laughs> okay. really, really solved. I, I do not. You do not. <laughs> it was an 18. They are not persuaded to I'm go poking up. them in the back. Like, yes. You keep on, on recasting Mage Hand to poke them. It's a cantrip. I might as well try. Um, okay. All right. Maybe we should jump down there then if they're, if they're rallying people. Um... I would say that in the time that you're doing this, you watch as a number of others exit the actual temple. You see three more of those salamander. They look similar to some of the salamanders who may have fleed, which gives you thought that perhaps their numbers are not like insanely huge, at least not the number of salamanders. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's now about seven of them all gathering around, looking up at the claws, and you see like they're raising their arms and being like, bless us, bless us, yes, scale tyrant. Um, They're just absolutely in his elf's trance. You, He's like doing a little tease at them. He's doing like a burlesque show. Just a claw. Yeah, you see... You're, like, signaling up to Charlotte, who is, like, like having the fingers dance a little bit. Oh, she can make them move. <laughs> she can make them move. Yeah, So she's getting them to move a little bit. Um, okay. She, she, she should beckon them. Charlotte, beckon them. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't know she could make them move. How, do you want to communicate with that with her? Because I think if you have a message or something... I'll say if you can go to give me a perception check. I do could, have message. Give me a perception check. You might be able to cast to at least because I spot mean her. to spot her. Yeah. Right. Okay. Dirty twenty again. Dirty twenty. So many. Um, this what do you say to her? Back in them. Back in them. Back in them. Make inviting fingers. Um, I don't know how to do that with the hands that destroyed my entire civilization, but I'll do my best. Be flirty. Okay, I'm going to have you roll this. Give me a persuasion check. She adds plus three to this. Okay. 19. I'm rolling hot, Noah. I don't I know what say to you're going to have to pull, pull some crazy shit. Um, you, with, a, with that high of a roll... This is the fuck shit you were talking this, about, right? This is fuck shit. This is fuck shit. Um, as you watch Magmin begin to <laughs> dive into the flow of lava. And you cool. watch several of the salamanders do that, too. One of them s- seems to be like... <laughs> 
kind of like don't abandon your posts. Mm-hmm. But you watch as they begin to kind of swim through the flow of lava, heading towards Charlotte Amira's p- position. How many uh, feet of a drop below me is the entrance with whoever's left guarding you, it? You had to get 30 feet from Agent, so it's 30 okay. feet. Oh. Um, okay. And give me another stealth check as they begin to pass by on the like the lava river that you are very close to. 17. Okay. 17 is high enough as they, you literally are like watching them kind of burst in and out of the magma stream. It seems like creatures of this plane really can pass through lava as if it were water in some way. Um, And you watch as they head up towards Charlotte. Charlotte does not want to be caught. Mm Mm-hmm. She, goes, she did she do the projection like right next to herself? How just, close is it to her? It had to be at the top of the mountain. Right. Um, so she can I'm gonna make a if you would like for her to keep it there for as long as possible, mm-hmm. I'll have her roll a stealth check to try and climb down as well. Okay. Um if she fails this, it's kind of I mean, it may not be blown because they might be like Anacra's there. Anacra, kill her. But like <laughs> you know, it yeah, definitely it will, the jig will eventually be up. <laughs> the jig has a timer on it for sure. <laughs> okay, that is a natural ten plus her dex that is going to be an eleven, mm. which is literally right above their passive nice. perception. <laughs> so okay, she manages to climb down uh, in line with Erza. The two of them looking at you, shaking their heads like, "I cannot believe this worked." Um, <laughs> I'm giving them thumbs up. <laughs> um, and you guys see that there is two magmen left and one salamander who is like angrily calling up at the other six who have made their way up, as well as the other like seven or so. Magmen who at this point have been kind of trying to climb their way through the magma. They're not nearly as fluid as the salamanders. Having looked across, been on the mountain opposite and looked across, is the temple, I saw the doors, right? Is there, is it just an opening? Just looks like an opening. Just an opening. Okay. Are they, uh, so I'm asking so many logistical questions, but are they kind of like out or are they standing in like in the doorway like is there a way i could drop down behind them if i had a way to do it like slowly or stealthily yes based on because you've drawn them if they were right in front of the door you've drawn them away from it a little bit and Mm. and a huge chunk of them are going up the mountain so like it's literally it's like a passing each other on the escalator sort of situation as they're going up the lava and you guys are climbing down on the other side of it kind of thing so in theory with a high enough stealth check you could do. I mean, right. as I said, they have really low passive perception, so you just don't fuck up. If, if So long as your whole group passes, you'll be good. I'm going to try and culmination of the uh, bit where I do pull-ups on the shard. I'm going to try and climb down and then, like, let myself hang as low as I can and then, like, drop into a squat as oh quietly God. as I can. Mission Impossible style. Give me <laughs> a stealth check. Okay. I will do that for your allies as well. 13. You roll a 13. Erza rolled a natural 2, but she adds... Is she dropping down with me? I mean, you guys are all eventually going down, so I'm just okay. preemptively okay, rolling cool, cool. their saves. So I guess Erza might just be like, I'm coming with you <laughs> for own volition, too. <laughs> she has she has a plus 10, so she passes. Cool. Charlotte did not roll well. What'd she get? Charlotte got a natural 8, which with her dex is only a, it's only a 9. 
I will give her a 13 on that roll. 13 fully passes the okay. stealth check. Okay, now you guys are all stealthily moving your way down this kind of cliff slash temple side. Now give me an acrobatics check. Okay. Though this is a feat of strength, the dropping down is what we're actually quietly, rolling for. Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to see if my knees hold up in the squat. <laughs> if I can yeah. drop it low enough. Or if you're going to like drop and then fall to your knees immediately. <laughs> it's a nine. <laughs> You had to get fancy at the end there. Otherwise, <laughs> would it have been fun? Here's what's going to happen. You and your allies have made it stealthily down. You watch as Erza and Charlotte kind of, they're a little bit higher above you. They're still scaling down as you drop and easily catch that kind of pull up, the essentially holding to the top of this archway. Uh, then you Holding look, onto the star. <laughs> <laughs> holding onto the star. You look down. It's a bit bigger of a jump than you at first assumed it's a little bit long you think that you can do it you're strong you're strong and you got good knees you know you got this you drop down you i think for a second about casting featherfall and then i remember that i didn't stock it today (laughs) erza thinking that you fully are okay does not cast featherfall thinks that you got it um and you land hard on your knees and take six damage um and but it is it's literally exactly what you're worried about you hit the squat and then you immediately topple forward um you make a noise and you watch as the salamander whips its head around to look in your direction now you roll high enough on your initial stealth check i'll let you roll one one last time to see if you can roll like essentially into the temple a little bit to get out of view. Okay. If you fail this, we'll go into initiative. Okay. Erza is going to give you Bardic on this. All right. I do have advantage because of my little booties. 15. Okay. And are you saving the Bardic? Uh, no, I will use it. Right, Actually, the- wait. I don't, I still have. Oh, wait. No, I use that Bardic. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> got the three. <laughs> Dirty 20. Dirty 20. You, they rolled a natural 14 on their perception check, but they do not have a high enough perception to see the, the dirty 20. So you roll backwards very quickly. You see the guy go, and then turns back and start, is calling up to the other ones like, and you um, see Charlotte kind of scaling down near you, um, and she mouths to you. He's telling them they, he heard something. He's warning them. I will message her. Go fast, then. Um, she quickly, and as does Erza, scale down the stone. I'm standing right behind the entrance with my sword out, so if I see, like, everyone's heads whip up and they notice them, that I will jump out and try and chop this guy's head off. Okay. They rolled high enough on their... Oh, let me actually... They have to roll another one while they land. Um, they have to beat a natural 14 plus the bonus. Just plus zero. Sad for them. No bonus. <laughs> Sad for this man's. Um, natural yes. 13 and natural 14. They easily, they do the exact same maneuver you did, but they just don't fall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Erza looks respect, like with a look of respect towards Charlotte, who nods to her and then looks to you. I have a lot of mass. Right, right, of course. It was a great plan. I can't believe you pulled it off. It was honestly not that great of a plan, but it did work. If it works, it's a good plan. That's right. Thinking positively. Thinking positively. Um, and you watch as Charlotte, um, she uses her ability to produce flame, and she kind of shoots like a like a little flare oh, uh, in the opening. And you see that there is like a twinkle of light from the peaks where you guys were a few hours ago. Okay, you cool. understand that as the fallen flame has received your message. So you guys stand at the 
opening of this arch doorway. Did Erza make it down? Erza made it down. Okay. You guys are all there at this point. You have a few seconds. I imagine you're going in. You're yes. heading straight in. Let's go in. All right. We can take care of these jabronis on the way out. That's right. And, you know, having them all drawn out and having your allies coming, you're they're going to be maybe operating at a little bit of a disadvantage. You know, your allies are going to come in and kind of take advantage of them being like, where did an acro go? And stuff like that. <laughs> um, okay, so you head through the arch doorway, walking into this ancient temple cut from the fountains of creation themselves. Lava both lights and heats this place, flowing through the channels in the wall, illuminating you all in an eerie orange light and causing sweat to drip down your brow. However, it is not the lava that catches your eye, but the veins of topaz crystals that glitter and glow as they run through the black stone, shifting internally in a way that seems almost familiar. Several hallways split off from here, leading to other chambers, decorated with carvings of dwarf-sized creatures. You know them to be Azer at this point. You see that there are images of them tending to this forged temple. A number of, it kind of looks like it might have been the story that you've heard from Charlotte. Passages are written in a strangely kind of familiar script interdispersed throughout these images, some glowing with the lava behind them carved to like let the light through. The geometric stonework continues along these walls, coalescing over the final archway. Uh, it looks like Charlotte's intel was correct. It is like this very, very long hallway leading to a set of stairs that kind of goes straight upward. Now, you're not sure necessarily what's beyond those stairs, but if the legend is true, you should be able to continue your journey straight that way. As you guys kind of continue to walk forward, you see that you get a good view of the stonework above that final archway that leads to the stairwell. Uh, and it looks to be an image of Mistra, similar to the child version that you saw in the book but a full titan just towering over these creatures the azer and afrit kind of surrounding and worshiping her as she raises the creator forge from the mountains itself as you're going along give me another stealth check can I like um, run my fingers also along this like topaz and see if like do I feel anything like interesting uh, 15 self-check. Okay, you are very, you're all good on stealth. You guys are feeling pretty quiet. You're taking your time. Give me an arcana check. Okay. 13. You don't get anything new from what you had already kind of gathered. You, mm -hmm. you assume that the thing that's to be really observed here is the fact that this entire temple seems to have this same crystal vein like running through it right. like it's all connected and as you touch it there is like a thrumming sort of energy from it and though it's weird it kind of puts you in this mental state of anything is possible of change and reality being malleable it's almost like you kind of get a quick like glimpse into what it would be like to be a god who can shape the world to your bidding charlotte i yes. know you might not necessarily be a, a total expert because it's kind of more the azers deal but is mistra a, a child in their stories no mistra is a goddess now i don't know the full details but my understanding is she was a titan who came to this realm. She was a goddess. Okay. 
Um, Erza looks at you. Why, why do you ask that? I'm just wondering. I saw an image of a child in a book once, and I didn't know if it might have been. I don't know. Stories sometimes change details to make them more approachable. For sure, yeah. Just curious. Um, so it's just down the hallway? I mean, do I see, are there like openings along this hallway? The big thing here is that this is a big temple. Like just the scale from the from the approach and just getting into this first hallway, these ceilings are very high above you. It looks like there could be tons of different rooms in this place. But you think that the most important one, the one where the portal is, is probably the one strictly ahead, like deep into it. Yeah. Okay. Then I think Erza and I will sort of take a bodyguard position on on either side of Charlotte. Let her kind of lead us down the hallway. But Erza and I are peeking down, you know, any entrances on either side to make sure that no one's coming at us. Okay. Give me a perception check. And uh, you can roll. Oh, you already rolled this with advantage. I was going to say, Erza will give you advantage. Hmm. Well, nine. You are creeping along, taking your sweet time as you make towards this stairwell. Um, and you guys are pretty stealthy. You guys all passed your stealth check, so you're all kind of like holding to the wings. And if it weren't for that, you would find yourself running straight into a magman who <laughs> kind of runs up a set of stairs to your right, like coming up from like a lower level, um, who literally just like, you pull around the side as it like steps out and like looks left, looks right, and then like runs out um, past you guys heading out of the temple essentially. Great. Probably heard word that Anakra is making a visit for a little bit. I'm rolling my eyes over his head at Erza. <laughs> Erza stifles a laugh really hard and Charlotte does too. Okay. Charlotte looks to the two of you and in a hushed tone. Now... Do we want to hold until our people launch their attack and clear, start clearing people out? Or do you want to keep forging forward? No, I don't think we should waste time. I think if we can get deep enough inside, we might be able to, if the salamanders at the front wind up running in to meet any kind of battle, then hopefully our group will be not too far behind and can kind of chase them inwards. Yeah, I think that you're right. We should just keep forging forward. You guys continue walking these halls until you finally find yourself walking to the stairwell. You head up these stairs, it growing ever hotter with every step that you take, until you suddenly crest the top and find yourself at a dead end. Just a 30 by 30 room, this kind of empty chamber. Though there are no doors leading away from this space, upon the wall ahead of you, on 30 feet ahead of you, is a petrograph, a stonework kind of mural. The culmination of the story that you've learned so far. In the center is the same titanic figure you saw that they were all worshipping over the archway. Um, But this one seems to be different. She is holding a world in her hands. Fayfall though it does look a bit different from the way you imagine it now. You see that the Azer and Afrit are in awe of her creation. They've, they're all, again, kind of praying around her, these, these elemental runes kind of encircling them and some familiar arcane symbols inscribed into the work. Um, as you look at it a little closer, you guys haven't like entered fully into the room yet. 
this is just a first glance, you see that Fayfall looks to be kind of a carving to itself, almost like a little jutted out. Though all of this is mostly cut into the black stone of the mountain, you see that the veins of topaz orange spider through it as well, almost in a way that seems to complement or align with this imagery. These veins of topaz run through the walls, ceiling, and floor, culminating in an anvil that sits before the mural. You guys are all kind of standing before it, and Charlotte, puzzled. What is this? A puzzle? There was no mention of puzzles in the oh, legends. The anvil, is that what... I mean, is is that it? She looks at the anvil, which is, you know, about 20 feet in front of you guys. Well, I don't... No, I don't know puzzles at all. I don't understand what's happening here. And oh. Erza looks to her, and then you... I imagine that the Aza probably have a little more insight into the anvil, but, I mean, I'm the next best thing. Okay, well, let's check it out, I guess. Um, I'll put Stilton on the ground and uh, have him scurry a little bit in front of us and see if anything happens in the room when we enter. Stilton hops off. And then kind of, like, slowly moves in. Sniffs everything. Who's my little trap absorber? Who's my little trap absorber? <laughs> um, starts like looking through. Still jump up and down on the anvil. Scrambles up the anvil. Pops on it. Taps a little bit. Turns and shakes his head at you. All right, I'll walk in. Erza cautiously looks both ways and does the same. Approaching the anvil. Charlotte takes a deep breath. This isn't disrespectful, right? If we try and do this without the fallen flame? Is this, should we wait? I don't know. Part of me wants to wait because they might have more insight, but they also haven't been in this temple for thousands and thousands of years. They they might know very little. I don't think that they'd be... They didn't say anything like, no one but the Azer should touch the sacred anvil, no, less Mistress Wrath, etc., etc. They know only what can be done with the Creator Forge. They didn't know any of the details. These are the descendants of the descendants. As am I. Sounds like a job for Zola, then. <laughs> well, if, if you feel confident that we should try this? Somewhat. <laughs> Charlotte takes a step into the room. And immediately, a stone wall flies up behind uh, you guys as you have all entered. Yep. Immediately, Charlotte begins to panic. The elders didn't speak of puzzles. Oh my god, I knew that this would get me. Why it's didn't okay. I prepare? This is not the first door puzzle I have encountered on my journey. They're kind of old hat at this point. Yeah, honestly, they're a little cliche. We got this, all right? <laughs> uh, Erza all looks a little nervous. I'm be honest, I haven't really encountered a lot of door puzzles. I just don't want to seem weak. I'm older than her. You know, I mean, I'm garbage at them, but I'll give it a go. So do this. <laughs> um, as you enter, like, this kind of puzzle-solving space. This escape room. This escape room. <laughs> um, escape rune. <laughs> My body took a little to react to <laughs> that. It didn't I'm really sorry, click everyone. at first. <laughs> I'll cut out the space that I took there to solve that in my brain. Never. Um, okay, so you now are in this space. I need you to give me... Roll a d20 for me. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Six. Okay. Okay. You suddenly watch as orange sparks begin to flicker through the topaz crystal veins of the room. 
and all of these glyphs, all these familiar looking glyphs begin to light up and you watch as the anvil glows bright and there's a flash of light. I need you to give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. What's going on? What's going on? And Erza looks to you. Zola! Uh, 17. 17. You briefly feel your form flicker as if it's trying to change, but you like close your fists and focus in on your orcish bloodline and your human heritage and you <sighs> shrug off this effect. Something just tried to deeply change you. Yeah. Um, and as you are now standing there, give me a perception check. Okay. Based on sight? This first one's based on hearing though. Okay. After this, you can make any kind of checks you want. Anything you want to look at, we'll okay. go into that. Nat 20. Natural 20. In the silence after, you know, Charlotte rushes over to you, kind of looking at your form. Where's Erza? Erza also there with you, kind of rushes over. Something, I saw the magic. It, I don't know what happened, but it, it looked like it was trying to change you. And as they're talking, you hear just in the background, it feels like you're, you're maybe the only one who's able to pick this up at this point. Almost like a clock. We have to go fast. I need you to roll initiative. <laughs> what the fuck, Noah? <laughs> 14. Okay. This is actually going to be a little different than most combats. Instead of it being a six second round, it's going to be a one minute sort of like you can make your big, you get like a one big check a minute sort of situation okay. to kind of help you solve this puzzle. Okay. With every round, you watch as though those crystals had like settled a little bit after that first casting, they begin to rise once more. The colors glowing a little bit brighter. You see the sparks tracing through. You imagine that the ticking probably coincides with the spell casting. Yes. So, okay, this is uh, actually going to be it's Erza first, but she's going to just be assisting you in whatever you want to do. She looks at you. All right, I lied. I don't really know to door puzzles. What do you got? What do, do we do? Do you see anything weird in this picture? I'm going to try and comb the picture for, or the carving, mm -hmm. um, and maybe check out the world. Okay, yeah. Give me an investigation check. Okay. I got 19. A 19. You inspect the room. You kind of you're moving fast, but you're trying to look as thoroughly as possible, and you're focusing first on the wall. Yeah, what she's holding. You focus in on what she's holding. You see that it is indeed Fayfall, though as described, definitely a little different. The continents look slightly like differently shaped. Emeralia does not have the Mara and Mara in it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different changes there, but the biggest thing about it isn't even like the historical view of it. You notice that this is jutting out as if it could be pressed in it does indeed look movable and with a 19 i'll also say that like you look down because you're like okay if this presses in does it like does something move does something change and you look down and you see that the stone where the wall meets the floor looks like it's been transmuted like it looks like it perhaps you couldn't like sneak through a crack with gaseous form but perhaps this does open if the right magic is used kind of thing okay i will just try pressing pressing it in okay see what happens you press it in there's the sound of stone grinding but then it pulls back out again okay that's this round um the way this works is that i'm rolling a d20 and whatever initiative is closest to it gets the spell cast on them that is an eight so that is actually going to be charlotte mm -hmm. okay so charlotte is gonna roll a save 
She has a plus six to wisdom, so that does bode well in this okay. case. Roll the weighted dice. Oh yeah, let me roll that weighted <laughs> die. That's a natural three. You watch as Charlotte looks to you, the ticking getting louder and louder. The crystals begin to glow. The anvil glows brighter and brighter. And she goes, well, maybe it's... And then there's a flash of light. And when it dissipates, you see... On the ground is a fiery red toad. Transmutation magic. Okay, so that's a key here. Great. Um, are we all going to turn into frogs? All right, well, I guess I should just do this off the bat. And I'll dispel magic with my tusk. Describe how you're casting this. I think I just lay my tusk kind of down. Like um, I'm putting a piece of paper down, trying to get a bug to crawl up on it. And when Charlotte just like sits there, I kind of like wedge the sword underneath her and like raise the sword up to eye level, looking down it one eye closed at the frog and my sword just starts to glow a little bit. Okay. I need you to roll a, um, give me a check using your spellcasting modifier. 21. You focus your magic. You focus on untangling the weave. And as you're kind of doing this, it's almost like you can see the threads of the weave. You can see how it's almost like this whole area is saturated with them. It's like there's so many knots tied around you, but you manage to pull just the right one and <laughs> appearing before you is Charlotte gasping for breath. Wow, that was unpleasant. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I was actually about to say that wasn't too bad. but Nope, it was unpleasant. Being a frog is not what I've ever wanted to be. All I right. know that now for sure. Hopefully I go next. You guys have a way to save me if I do, right? I think I know Dispel Magic. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Searching through her books. Okay, essentially another round begins. You can do another check. Okay. What would you like to do? Charlotte's not going to try and do anything? Charlotte she used her turn as a frog. frog. Yes. Okay, got it, got it, got it. All right. I will walk up and casually uh, knock on the anvil, casting knock, and seeing if matching some of that transmutation energy will do anything for me. Give me an arcana check. Okay. 21 again. 21. First and foremost, I'll point out that there is a lot of, like, as you get closer to the anvil, there seems to be a lot of writing on here like it's like you look analyze the side and those arcane glyphs kind of same from the walls you see them on the anvil itself mm. um and you go over and you cast knock you channel this arcane energy just gonna try a transmutation spell guys see if that is kind of just maybe like an enzyme to lock into each other you know and you have found the back door key to this puzzle as you press it the magic <laughs> flashes once more and all of the crystal literally from the anvil the energy spiders out through the various veins coalescing around the symbol um and you watch as right now the room is fully glowing mm -hmm. what do you want to do i guess i'll go forward and press the button you press the button and <laughs> the stone wall lifts as does the wall behind you i don't know if i was supposed to solve it like that but the wall's open yeah, I'm seeing a bunch of writing on the anvil that could be maybe translated, but let's You know, let's Ersa, just... if you had pointed out the writing earlier, maybe I would have read some of it. Look, I was worrying about <laughs> becoming a frog. I didn't know. I thought you were looking at things. Charlotte, can frogs read? 
Ruben. No, sorry. <laughs> it's still kind of in me. It's very weird. Um, uh, we don't hear anything. We don't hear any hubbub yet, right? Of Azer salamander battles happening. At the din of battle echoing down the hallway. Give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, seven. You think you're a little too far into this volcano temple to hear anything but flowing lava. Okay. <laughs> Shall we? You guys all turn your attention to the open door and see a short tunnel leading into a massive room. It is easily 120 or so feet wide, hundreds of feet tall. I assume you're walking as far in to go see it in its full, or Um, are you staying We'll peek our head in. Okay. Uh, Give me a self check. All three of us peek our head (laughs) in. One after, (laughs) literally still on top. You guys all appearing in. Uh, 17. Roll stealth charts. 12 and 11, plus their bonuses. The two of them creeping behind you. You guys make your way down this short tunnel and begin to see this room in all its tremendousness. Uh, it is similar to a lot of dwarven structures in Balderheim with this simple beauty and these brutalist geometric shapes, but it's sharper. Like, it's surprisingly still well-carved, despite it being clearly thousands and thousands and thousands of years. The walls above you are lined with incredible stonework and more imagery of this culture's past, as well as balconies, floors upon floors of balconies and exposed tunnels where lava continues to channel amongst the veins of crystal. You realize at this point that there may be other ways into this central chamber, Mm -hmm. um, accessible maybe by those who are, like, can travel through lava and such. Um, Not good for you, but perhaps good for Mm -hmm. other people. Looking upwards, you see it continues for some time before opening to the burning sky above. You are literally inside of this volcano, though you're not looking at any of that. You're looking at the swirling portal of flame and light that takes up much of the cylindrical chamber's floor. Streams of lava spiral up around it, as if pulled to the mouth of this volcano far above it in some sort of permanent reverse gravity spell. Long shadows are being cast by these black obelisks that are positioned equidistant around the portal, as if perhaps there was a full altar here before the portal opened and likely pulled it all through. Mm -hmm. The last visual detail you notice is that the crystals that spread through the black stone of the space are not exclusively topaz orange. All around the portal, spidering through the black obelisks around it, are veins of yellow crystals akin to the one you saw Pleba holding not long ago. You and your allies cautiously lean into the space, marveling at the astounding architecture. Charlotte looks to you. Well, I'm amazed that we got this far. I don't really know what the next step is. To me, it was closing the portal, but in my head, we had already cleared out the temple, and I don't think we did that yet. No, I don't think we did that yet either, but... This is wild. Yeah, I've never, never could have imagined anything like this. This is... And Charlotte nods. Incredible. Well, I mean, should we double back and see if everyone is okay? It kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies standing where I know Anakra might pass through. He's currently on our side of the plane, so... But pass through. Right, yeah, I understand. That makes sense. Okay. We want to head back through the chamber we just went through? Well, 
I don't know. I didn't know what was going to be on the side, if it was going to be just more hallway or if this is going to be it, it, you know, I guess we could, we could wait for them if we wanted, or if you won't think you could just do, do the deed now, then. I, the thing is, I, we have to wait for Anacra to return so we right. can come through and then, I mean, I suppose you two could go through now if you really wanted to, but technically, and she looks to Erza, the deal isn't complete yet. Right. So so we need to wait for Anacra here, which means in any case, we're waiting for your party. They probably made it at least to the front. We're a little far. She like looks back towards like the room you guys just left where you see the doors are again open. You're not sure if going back in would close those doors again. You know All what right, I mean? Well, it's one of those scenarios where it's like, Perhaps there's a way to evade it, or perhaps, you know, this is kind of the way that acolytes go, and they know the answer to the puzzle, so they can keep going through. Right. Um, and Erza, at this point, looks to you and goes, let me um, let me give you some of your magic back. I don't oh, want you to be okay. unprepared for whatever we're dealing with. Um, and she is going to use her wild magic to um, give you some spell. She only rolled a one. You're not missing a first level spell, are you? I'm not. Okay. Um, she'll use another, and she's going to try and give you that second level. That's a four. Okay. Cool. You got that second level back, and nice. she has used two. She has two more of those left. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I guess we shouldn't leave them alone to fight a bunch of salamanders. <sighs> we also should consider the fact that there might still be more in here. We just don't know where they are. Should we look around some of these? I mean, is I, you said there's a lot of balconies and tunnels and stuff. Are there, is there lava really everywhere? Could I kind of look around in this chamber? It literally looks like a double helix of lava kind of swirling up out of this portal. Give me You can give me another perception check at this point. I'll say okay. that it's been a little time, and you're both looking into the space and trying to see if you can hear anything. So um, Charlotte will give you the help action to okay. try and hear insane i rolled a one and a seven jesus um, perception is plus four so 11 i think with an 11 you don't necessarily hear anything actually with an 11 you do hear an echo of like <laughs> far in like from behind you and then you see slithering up the stairs to check out this room a salamander this one wearing a sort of crown made of melted iron and carrying a trident of sorts it looks around scanning the space and it, it occurs to you that the sound of stone walls moving is not exactly very quiet mm -hmm. so someone might have heard activity happening in this room that these guys probably don't ever use because right. they're not very smart or very wise <laughs> um, so I need you to give me a stealth check. This one is actually going to be with disadvantage because okay. you're very, unless you want to run out into this large temple space, you are like, there's not really a place for you to hide. Open, yeah. 16. God, even with disadvantage. And, well, I rolled flat because yes, I have, you have advantage. advantage. And, okay. uh, but even Erza rolled a 16 and a 17 with disadvantage. Nice. So the two of you kind of pull close to the wall and you see Charlotte go, why? Why are you guys doing that? And then she looks and she makes direct eye contact with this salamander. She Perfect. rolled an eight on her stealth. All right. It goes, <laughs> I need you to roll initiative. Okay. 
figured it was going to happen at some point. You made it really deep in without disturbing anyone. You got, you got Your stealth checks were outrageous. Three. This is a classic scenario of your enemies. They're so mad. Sucking so like, bad. They suck so bad <laughs> that they can't get to you. But all it takes is one mistake and then you have a million of them on mm-hmm. you. Okay. You are unfortunately last in the initiative. That Up makes first sense. is going to be this salamander. The salamander looks at Charlotte, immediately recognizes who she is. You see its fiery eyes like scan the space. It also knows what this room can do and knows that entering it might not be the best idea for it. So you see it go and then begin to slide back down the stairs. Now, up next in the initiative is going to be Erza. Erza looks to you. I, what do I do? I don't have, I, I don't know how to get through to the other side. This polymorph puzzle, as I have dubbed it, is between you and the salamander. So back the way you came. Okay. Um, Erza looks to you. She reaches into her bag of holding and no, pulls out I her shake, gun. No, I shake her head. <laughs> I shake my head at her. No, not the gun? Okay. Um, I'll, I guess it, once it's my turn, I'll go running through after it because I can at least get myself out if I need to. That's true. You technically... I mean, you have Misty Step, so in theory, you could make it through. Oh, true. I could just Misty Step over to the stairs instead of letting myself maybe get caught and having to give up that spell slot. Yeah, because you could, I mean, you could also Expeditious Retreat and try and outrun the walls. That is another option. I'll use my Misty Step. I'll try and teleport just straight from this doorway skipping the puzzle room and teleport onto the other side. You rush back down this short tunnel and disappear and reappear at the top of the stairs. You hear Charlotte go, she's so cool. And Erza goes, don't gas her up too much. She's very confident. Uh, Erza's so sick of me. I'm very worried that her overconfidence is going to bite back at her someday. Um... Erza loves you. It's true. Um, you make it to the side. This salamander has made it to the bottom of the stairs at this point, having used its full turn to dash, like the 60 feet. Right. That was your bonus action. Is there anything you want to do? Yeah. Can I just jump down on top of it with my sword? You will take fall damage, but you certainly can. So be it. Okay. Roll your attacks. Okay. Um, because of the angle and because you're running, you're leaping over stairs, it's going to be a little bit more than normal. 24 and 18. 19 damage on the fall damage. I rolled insanely high. Okay. As you, but also I'll say you land on top of him. I'll say that they take an additional, um, some damage as well. They take 12 damage. Okay. What did you get in your attacks? 24 and 18. So both are going to hit. Get out of here. D6s. 20 damage. Ooh, that's a hefty hit. Jesus Christ. That's for both hits. Okay, as you land on this motherfucker, literally like running him through with your blade, stumbling off as he reacts, trying to like pull his trident towards you, you slam it down with your sword, and then, this is like a sword technique I never had heard of until recently, you hand sword it, so you like put your hands on the blade and just push it into him, kind of like essentially cutting past his defenses, um, and deal a whopping hit. Uh, But as you do that, you see this creature... Um, and uses its elemental rebuke. I need a dexterity yep. saving throw. 19. 19 is going to save 16 fire damage. Okay. Half to eight. That is your turn. Top of the round, it is now this creature's turn. Um, seeing that you chased after it. Uh, oh, you also hit it. So you do take an additional 
seven damage, fire damage, just from being in its presence. Um, and it is now, it, you see it kind of shoves you off and points its trident at you and channels its elemental energy and is going to cast Burning Hands just okay. at a first level, so I need another deck save. Okay. That is a 10. You unfortunately fail, but just barely. 12 more fire damage. I will absorb elements and cut it to six. Okay, you take six and you have an additional. I'm going to say that this just is going to keep stacking. You right now have 46 fire damage in your blade. It doesn't okay. really work here. It's not going to do much. But, <laughs> it's, but it, you know, you're storing it up. It is now going to take an opportunity attack from you and is you see it turn and begin to rush calling through the temple. You can't understand what it's saying. I'm going to roll a perception check for Charlotte to see if she can maybe here at a distance. You guys are about like 90 total feet away, so it's mm -hmm. kind of hard, but maybe she'll be able to hear. That is a 12. Let me see what she gets to add. It's a DC 15, she only rolls a 14. Um, she can't understand what this creature's saying, but you see he turns and is like, <laughs> and begins hissing and clicking and calling out. Um, I'm perhaps gonna to hiss one and them. click over it to try and obfuscate the message. <laughs> Give me a deception check also. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so well on the deception check and so bad on the attack. 17 on the deception check. Okay. Um, and on the attack. Oh, it's an 18. Okay, an 18 just hits. <laughs> cool. Um, you, uh, you, <laughs> as it hisses and begins to run away screaming that, you hiss at it in response and it turns around and goes, what did you say about my mother? And as you said, you swing into it. <laughs> 16 damage. Uh, it's wow. It is not happy about that, but you also take eight damage okay. um, as it bursts of flame as you strike into it. That is its turn. You see, it, it continues to flee down the hallway, um, um, calling out to people. Okay. Now it is going to be Erza's turn. Erza is gonna go into a rage. Mechanically, the reason why I'm doing this is that there is a possibility one of her rages is an ability to teleport. Sick. If we roll that, she, she will be able to join the fight. Um, I Ignoring what she's doing, I'm yelling, Erza, shoot your gun! <laughs> you told me never to shoot the gun again! Um, I'll try! Okay, so I'm gonna. you're going to roll a d8 for me. You get to roll the wild surge now. Two. You teleport up to 30 feet to an Shut unoccupied space up. you can see. Until your rage ends, you can use this effect again on each as your bonus action. Holy ah! shit. She runs and tears through space, appearing on the other side. That's her bonus I'm action. I'm screaming below her. She um, leapfrogs over she, me. It's you watch like, yes! Uh, slow motion as she does the same thing as you and just leaps forward. Um, it's going to take the full damage um, that you took, which was higher again because it's... Down the stairs. Yes. Uh, Charlotte, you should have stayed a frog. I don't think that that would have helped, but <laughs> I appreciate the advice. <laughs> um, okay, she takes 20 half to 10 um, because of her raging. Mm -hmm. um, and then she is going to, with her gun... <laughs> Cause other, cause, I guess she Leaps does out of a fucking portal. <laughs> she doesn't have to use her gun. I just realized she, she was going to fucking teleport. She doesn't have to use I her gun. I thought she needed to attack from 90 feet away. 
You know, I think here's the it's, the angle wouldn't have worked. She did teleport <laughs> here. She is in a rage. Um, all right, what do you think? I'm gonna leave it to you. Do you think that she should stay mad and shoot wildly with a gun, or yeah. do you? Okay, I was gonna say she's like it'd be more effective if she used the spear, but she did take the gun out because you told her. Ah! She screams and fires. It's a 14. Uh, I will give her a nat 20. I've been waiting to use that fucking portent, and I think a crit with the gun on this motherfucker is exactly what we need. Time uh, slows. Take a deep breath. Focus. Aim. Your safety's on. Hold on. Thank you. I I was like, why does it feel different? Um, And as you turn it off, she says that, and she fires the gun. It rockets forward. She crits. So it's going to be 4d10 plus the uh, the ending damage doubles too, right? Uh, no, or it's no? not okay. the modifier, but 4D it's 4d10. 4D 10. Uh, you know what? You gave this crit. You should roll this crit. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll give you 2d10. You, you got 2d10 you got over perfect. there? Perfect. Yeah, and I'll use a d100. Excellent. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, I'll give you my Keegan d10. Nice. Two Keegan d Oh, wait. We got three Keegan die in the mix. <laughs> this is a powerful this crit. This is a powerful crit. 27 damage. Ooh, plus the three she adds. That is a nice oh, round. No, no. That includes the three. That includes the three? Yes. All right. <laughs> I added the little three. You added a little you. three? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> 27 damage. Ooh, this guy is not happy. Good. I'll tell you right now, he is well past bloodied. Um. Oh, my goodness. I'm not happy either. <laughs> what a fucking turn. Now it is going to be Charlotte's turn. No pressure, Charlotte. Um, I feel super useless right now. Okay. You've Let's got see. the you got the big one. You got the big portal closer. I whisper that part. <laughs> You've got the big portal closer. Um, she she really can't do anything. She's That's just okay. gonna yeah. She's hold just gonna hold down the fort, Charlotte. Um, I'm gonna take a look in this inside. Yes. Um, Don't go too close to the portal. She um is gonna go do that. It is now going to be. Um, it was Erza's, then it was hers. Now it is your turn again. All you right. and Erza watch as this salamander creature is about 30 feet down the hall now. Huge gaping hole in its back as Erza lowers the smoking rifle to <laughs> use her second attack to reload it. Oh my god, this is insane. This should not be in mortal hands. This did. Please tell me you you were lying before and you actually did destroy all of them. You look good with it, though. Oh, thank you. I do kind of feel strong with it. But that seems bad that I do feel that way. You could definitely become a royal in Baldurheim if you just brought that back. She anyway. eyes the gun. <laughs> um, um, right. I'm going to run forward 15 feet and then try and lightning lure to him so I can attack him. Okay. Rolls a strength save. Yes. It's a DC. 15. Oh, wait, no, 16. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's a natural 19 on the Keegan die. Brutal. So you throw out this lightning lure, um, and you do catch it on its trident, but it yanks it, breaking the lure, and you stumble a little bit as it lets go. All good. I can still, even though it didn't succeed, I can still use my war magic feet and uh, run for another 15 feet and take an attack on him. 100%. Go ahead and roll. All right. Just the one. 25. 25 is gonna hit. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot lie. Well, then a two and a one, so I'll reroll one. 
Uh, that's only 11 damage for that hit. Okay. You only. slice only 11 damage. There was a time when that could have killed you in this campaign. <laughs> um, you slice it in the back and it hisses in pain, but continues to run forward. On its turn... Do I take damage because I hit it? You do take... Thank you for being honest. You do no take damage. to myself. <laughs> it rolled... You know what? The dice gods were ro- rewarded you. It only rolled five damage on okay. that total. So five fire damage as you slice it and there's a burst of flame. It is going to continue running forward, calling out. Give me a perception check. And I, you technically can take an attack of opportunity as well. Okay, since it's running since away. Since it's running me. away. You did enter into its field once again. All right. <laughs> not one of it's an 11. Well, that was your perception check, because remember the first one I asked oh, was perception. Gotcha. So, right. not one you do not perceive anything. <laughs> I do not perceive. <laughs> um, and now you can roll your Was it based attack. on sight, though? It or was hearing? based on hearing. Okay, cool. Yeah. The skittering of the little skittering salamanders. Of little salamanders. All right. They don't have feet. How many times I gotta tell you? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you, hear the, you hear the skittering they don't have feet. of little magmen. You hear the <laughs> slithering of the salamanders. Uh, twenty-three on my tusk attack. Okay, that's gonna hit. Seventeen damage on Whoa! that attack. Opportunity. I rolled a six and a five plus six. Oh my god! Looking incredibly hurt, you watch as this creature full dash runs and slithers down one of the hallways. And as you're standing there panting, you see Erza runs up next to you, still raging. Should I go after him? I think they're probably gonna come after us. And it's at that point you begin to hear the skittering of footsteps. The slithering of salamanders echoing off the halls. You can't really tell where they're coming from. Uh, And even though you rolled a nat 1 on perception. Erza also rolled a nat 1. Erza rolled a natural 9 plus her bonus (laughs) to perception, which is enough for her to go, well, at least our allies are here. And she gestures towards the opening where at this point you see like occasionally like a flat a flicker of silver as you realize your allies must have launched an attack. I see. And as you're looking around, uh, what do you think? What's your next move? Do you want to... Erza's still raging. I'm going to say that she's going to like... She's following your lead. If you don't want her to go back, she's not going to go back. And therefore, you'll have to try and find a new way in or you'll risk doing the polymorph puzzle again. Or she can use her rage right now and run back and try and teleport in. Charlotte, I think your friends need some help out here. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna try and just run through it. Uh, <laughs> can I help? Can I? Help Are you going back up to the top way? of the stairs to see if you can help her? Yeah, you know what? I'll stand up at the top of the stairs so that if she can try and run through and maybe like vault herself off of the anvil, I'll like grab her hands and like swing her through the door frame. Okay. You rush to the top of the stairs. Erza, in the last of her rage running out, she bamps up next to you. And the two of you stand at that, literally the open square space that is the doorway into this chamber. Uh, And you see Charlotte running towards you. And as she leaps into the room, looking like she's going to try and just do several bounds, she's a very big humanoid, so it's possible. You begin to watch as the walls rise once again. I'll jump and then join her. You see that the tusk glitters in a way, and you can give me an arcana check. Oh. 16? As you rush forward, your blade in your hands, you see the walls begin to rise. You see Charlotte's face go from 
determined confidence to panic as she realizes that she's going to be trapped in here once again and you guys had not solved the puzzle at all and therefore she will have no idea how to escape and will likely be turned into some sort of little critter uh you see all of that panic in her eyes and you reach out and as you do you instinctually finding yourself like still holding the tusk swiping forward as you cast counterspell <gasps> and with a 16 dispel the wall of stone and watch it sink back down temporarily charlotte tumbles through hitting into the three of you you guys begin to roll down the stairs uh give me a dexterity saving okay. throw five uh, i'm too busy looking at my sword and yelling to try and catch myself <laughs> um what the fuck was that uh Ernsa passes I got I rolled so high. 22 bludgeoning damage. Are you still up? Yeah, I'm still up. Oh, as I'm, the three of you- I'm pretty hard though. <laughs> and also, you know, Charlotte takes the same. The three of you crumple at the bottom of the stairs, gasping for breath. The tusk slowly kind of cooling, the green energy sizzling away. It seems like you have unlocked a new ability in the tusk. Well, that's one way to solve a puzzle again. And that's where we'll end our episode today. Counterspell, Noah! I told you not to look at your weapon, but then I didn't trust I didn't. and I still didn't put it in there. I, but was, a good, <laughs> I was a good boy! I know, I know. It's mostly just because I was like, just in case, like I am always looking at things until the last second. So I was like, mm -hmm. just in case I reworded it, I don't want to have to recreate it. Anyways, thank you so much for listening Lord. to this episode of Try Not to Die. Uh, thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons. <laughs> if you would like to become an Eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. And if you'd like to become our Eldritch friend, talk to us on Twitter or Instagram yeah. at try not to die pod. We're, all, we're on like all the socials. We're and, on the stuff. You know, we're pretty good at checking it. Uh, any other plugs? Oh, man. There's like so much What's going on right now? I know. Okay. Contextualize this. What this time? is going to be What's coming time? out. Next week is 60. Today was 64. Next week, 65. This is going to be the second week of April. Okay. I'm just going to let you guys know you have about two weeks to prepare for my birthday. Yep. So. so I'm going to plug Lisa's birthday. And I'm also going to plug the resurrection of Dice Christ, who um, will be coming back on Easter. <laughs> <laughs> the 17th. Don't forget. So, don't forget. Um, okay. <laughs> Until next time, try not to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons, especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Alana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Until next time, try not to die. Thank <laughs> you.